All right, welcome back, everybody, to our training day podcast. I got my guy, Richie Crayhall, FFL Launch Financial, and he has been a complete savage in every sense of the word, from a Hall of Fame producer to help him build um, an agency and to start becoming a vice president here very soon. And I want to talk about some of the stuff he's done, the work he's put in to get this result, because... A lot of times, Richie, we go from VP, I mean, from Hall of Fame producer to Hall of Fame producer, and it's like, when do we get to translate that to get more Hall of Fame producers? And I see you doing exactly that. But before we get into anything, my man, I want to discuss with you, how are things going, man? How's everything down um, down under? Yeah, it's good, man. We uh, got a growing team, got our office opening tomorrow, um, grand office opening and then we got a lock-in actually Friday, Ooh. Saturday. So um, it's going to be a long next two days, but it's, it's exciting. Got a lot of agents flying in. So, you know, it's a virtual office is what we're working these days. So it's always mm. cool to have people come in person and yeah. kind of for the first time. I've been on Zoom with them for months and months and months. So it was good. Great. Awesome. I love it. So a grand opening. Congratulations. Um, and, yeah, so you're doing the lock-in where at? In my office. Actually, in my office. So we're going to have, I uh, got f- setups all around for workstations and dudes are going to dial. Love <laughs> it. Make those all day. I love it. So you're christening this bad boy and then your grand, your grand opening, and then you're going to baptize this thing with some people that are going to come in and start dialing. Now you've made, I'd say in the last six to nine months, watching the numbers, you've made your, your new stamp in what you've done from a training standpoint. I mean, you know, your numbers, personal production, well-documented, the way you go out there and help, you know, 30, 40, 50 families a month, that's well-documented. But something shifted somewhere, somehow, in some capacity. Richie, can you talk to us a little bit about that transition and where that itch came from? Yeah, so it was like, what's next, right? So got Hall of Fame in December, convention, um, all that cool stuff. Got the jackets hanging up right there in my office, actually. And so I did it. I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. I can do it again, but do it again is cool and all, but like, what can I do next? And it was like, I recorded a video a while back after convention. I'm like, I want to go to Hall of Fame, but I also want somebody else to come with me that I brought along from my team. Because mm. I was there last last year all solo. I mean, Sean was there, but he's not a downline of mine. Mm. So I'm like, all right. Let me have somebody there with me. And so that's what my goal this year is. I wanted to find two or three people right now this year for my agency that's going to come with me to Hall of Fame. And so just from that point on, like my business is automation, lead spend, all that stuff. So I can do 30, 40 a month on automatic just, just by doing what I usually do. It's automated now. Like let's spend that excess time and let's invest in people and get somebody else along for the ride. Such a concept. Many people run from that concept, Richie. You ran towards it. But this is the the rub. You ran towards it with the heart to help people. And some people are running towards it with just the heart to make money. The cool thing is if you want to help people, the money comes with it. And then the other thing is if you want to just make money, helping people comes with it. But you have to kind of have, it's easier when you have your perspective helping people, and then the money coming with it. Because you you got on here and said, 
But no, I just wanted to bring some people with me. I wanted other people to see what they could experience doing this. That wasn't like made up. We didn't rehearse that. That's your heart talking, right? So where did you where did you get that perspective to just want to bring others along with you? Because that makes the lift a lot easier. I do want to get into the lift, but where did you get that perspective? It, uh, it was just never about authorizing me. You got to understand, like, I come from a... Uh, I don't say, we came from, I came from a broke family. Like we were poor, dude. Like we, I grew up in a trailer park, so we never had money. So things happened in my church life and, and, you know, just finding different things. And bro, it's just like, if I can help invest in people, like, yeah, the overrides will come. The problem is if you do it for overrides, what happens when that, that person <laughs> rolls up debt to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's no profit in that at that point. So I've always lived, if I get overrides, like I get money from my personal business. So I don't even care. The overrides are just like cherry on the top. So it's never about that. Mm. But if I can just help enough people, dude, it's just, I would rather help somebody change their family's life than make a $50 override right. or make a thousand dollar bonus, an agency bonus. It's just, for me, it's always been more fulfilling to see people get help. And I'm not going to credit myself for that. It's just, dude, coming from a really poor family, dude, it's never been about money for me. It's mm. just been about helping other people change their lives because somebody helped me do that one day. Yeah. And that's exactly how you, you know, how you carry yourself, you know, a lot of stuff you post about and things you're talking about. And then, you know, again, the way you represent yourself and everywhere I've seen you, that makes sense to me, you know? Um, So that inspiration, that where that place is coming from is just different. And it a lot, I've always been saying forever, like it's, you know, I've always hired one market, like, Nonstop. Yeah, we hired Cold Market, but all, all the success stories that are legendary, <laughs> that that names belong in a rafter, most of them, like 95% of them were from my warm market or someone else's warm market that was on a team of mine. And it's easier to talk to people that you know, and the passion for them and their family is just way, it, it's hard to describe, you know. Now, I'm willing, I want to see everybody win. And everybody have that first, you know, big sale or that first, you know, two or three months in a row where they've been consistent and they feel the pressure starting to release from their life. You know, those text messages are indescribable, you know, but I get a lot, I get a lot more if I know you and, and, and you were a friend, like we grew up together or you we went to college together. We went to, we did something together. Our kids, whatever. I'm like, I'm, I'm vested. So, have you had success more and more market, and and or are you working a lot of coal? No, I don't really work any coal market anymore. I probably should get do that, but it's all all of my heavy hitters that I brought on lately. They're all warm market, and then from them spawn other people. Um, so the level of trust they have with you is at all time high. Cause if you fire somebody off indeed zip recruiter or whatnot, they halfway trust you. Like, yeah, I could tell them all day what the job is. And they're like, eh, you know, but somebody I know I talk to on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatnot. They're like, all right, cool. So if Richie's willing to trust his life into doing this, then maybe I can too. So they, if they're warm market, they see you day in day out, whether on social media in person, actually living the job, doing the job, and they see you do it and be successful at it. Now they're more willing to put their family's livelihood on the, on the stake because they see you doing it and they see you be successful at it. So 
the, the difference is they just level of trust they have in you and they buy in quicker. I think that's the biggest thing. 100%. The quit factor is not as high. You know what I mean? I was talking to a, a group this week in Virginia. I was down there and I was, you know, it's funny because the whole room was one market. And, you know, I would say that there was some level of success. Um, I said, you know, if you, if you weren't this person's friend, would you still be here? And the answer was, it's, it's usually no, right? Because seeds of doubt, they grow a lot faster than seeds of greatness. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's simple to, 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 to have them keep believing if, if, you, if they come from a, and they have a much higher, that's why they have a much higher uh, chance to succeed. So in your, in what you've done is brought on a lot of the people that, you know, and friends and, you know, former colleagues, what have you. When we talk about that lift and going from me, Richie, out there writing business, helping families, doing what he's doing, to fostering an environment that is allowing people to feel like they can win, that allows them to feel safe, that allows them to, to multiply their results. What has that work been like for you? What is that? What have you done to set up the systems and processes to create perpetual success? So you it just for me, I've made myself available. It's the biggest thing. I can't force myself into somebody to make them <laughs> learn. But what I can do is tell you, all right, this is what it takes. This is what you need to do. I'm available to help you. So I think, I, honestly, I just try to create a culture of they know they can come and learn and grow. So I'm a huge Miami Heat fan. And they <laughs> always, in, in, in Miami, around the Heat, they always use the word culture. Like that's all they talk about: culture, 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 culture. You go to Miami to play basketball because of culture. You, the culture, so culture is huge for anybody. I think one of the reasons why Miami is good here and here is because the culture. They have a culture, what they believe in, they stand on it. So for me, I, I my culture is I'm present. I want to invest in you. I don't mind it. And I think a lot of people are scared to call their uplines when they start because it's like I don't want to bug him. I don't want to bother him. I've always tried to say, please call me. I want you to know that you could call me like if you if you run an appointment and you're terrible at it I, talking let's talk about it let's, let's talk through it so i just think there is a lot of i'm on a lot of it is being present on live dials and i've literally made a full switch to phone sales i have don't do any handle sales anymore and so it's like i'm here on live dials all day do i need to be probably i don't have to be like i can do i'm, I'm just enough to do without it but i'm here because i want you to have access and be available and know that I'm here for your struggles. I'm here to help you through it. So there's a lot of time you got to put into it with new people. This business can be weird sometimes it's strange. And I, I'm just, I want to be there for them every step of the way. And and they love it and they love it and they buy it quicker when you do it that way. Yes, they do brother. Um, now duplication, you know, because bringing other people to the hall of fame with you is duplication. It's people understanding the work ethic, the investment leads, the time that they need to invest and how to punch doubt in the face and how to move, you know, continuously, even in the face of adversity. That I know <laughs> the work that it takes to start, you know, producing a front line, a starting five, as you said, or, or four or five people that 
see it the way you do or see it close to the way you do so that you can move your energy and start doing different things because of that. You know, that is continuous. You know, when you look at that and you look at that process and now you're looking at what's in front of you, um, close to VP numbers, 130, 140 families a month with momentum, you know, what does that look like as far as the time investment into those people that have their hands raised like they want a piece of the pie? Yeah, a lot of the problem is if like we put a lot of time in recruiting people, right? We recruit them, we go hard, sell them on the job. And then once they get on a job, we kind of will spend hours recruiting them. They get on, it's like, I'll spend minutes developing you. I got hours <laughs> recruiting you, but I'll spend minutes developing you. And it, and it, and it's backwards. It's, it's so backwards. It, it, it is because, like, dude, I'm going to spend minutes recruiting you if you want to come on, whatever, dude. I, I mean, I know what I can make here. I know what you can make here. So I'm not going to, like, hard sell you on that. But if you get on, dude, I'm going to – you're here. All right. Now, this is where I'm going to spend the most time with you. So we – a lot – we just got – I've gotten it backwards when I first started doing this. I would just spend so much time recruiting. And then the, the, the back end of it, here's the leads. Go dial them. Let me know what you got. But bro, like, what if we dial them with them? So, I mean, as far as the time investment, I don't know how much time it's been investing into people, but it's been a lot. I would say I probably spend more time on the phone with agents now than I do clients. Like, I, it's probably close. It's probably very close. And I think it's a thing you should track if you're building an agency and selling. You should spend about as much time doing both. Right? You shouldn't have 20 hours selling and 20 minutes on the phone call with your agents. Like. If you don't know what your agents are running when they're running, then you're probably not spending enough time really investing into them. Wow. So it's just got to be a concentrated effort to day in and day out, spend time with them. However amount of time you can do it, do it and be there and be present with them. So when you're on the phone with them, you're on Zoom with them, be there with them, like be present, be attentive, put everything you got into them. And that's the only way they're going to grow. And, and at some point they will be self-sufficient in a way, but you gotta, you gotta tell them what you're doing. I think one of my agents, Ryan, he's my top agent right now. He actually checked me one time. Cause I was like, he's like, he came on. He's like, what do I do? I was like, well, do this, do this. And he asked me, he's like, well, what do you do? And I was like, it's a good question. And what I was telling him was not what I was doing. Hmm. He's like, so what are you doing? And I was like, dude, that's a good question. What am I doing? I was like, well, I'll tell you what, do this. This is what I'm doing. And now he's almost on track for Hall of Fame. He's right behind it. Hmm. But it's just, how can I take what I'm doing, tell you what I'm doing? You can do it or you can not do it, but this is what I'm doing. This is what it takes. And I'm going to help you do that. I love it. Um, it's so, it's funny, right? Like <laughs> that gut check, you know, but those are the wake up calls, right? And, you know, when you start seeing, you know, the fruit of your labor and you see people start doing, and you see guys or women tracking Hall of Fame like you and you and they have discussed, it starts to change the game. Now you start to, how do you identify, how do you identify that guy who's, who's, who's tracking Hall of Fame? How do you identify that the man or woman who's going to build with you? How do you identify the, how do you identify them and pull them out? 
the simplest way for me, the people that communicate with me, those are the, the ones that I have to, if I'm the one initiating conversation, those are the ones that usually don't get there. But the ones who are hungry, they're going to talk to me. And so if I look at my top five people on my issue pay report for the year, they're the top five that I talk to the most. And a lot of times it's them calling me. So what I would tell you is who you're looking to identify is who calls you the most. Who, who is the one texting you? Who's the one calling you, trying to figure out leads, trying to figure out appointments, trying to figure out different things. So it's really as simple as the person who calls you the most is the one that's probably going to be the one that you want to invest, the one that's going to be that person for you. They're not talking to you. They're either not working or they don't care enough. So, and I can't really, I can't change that about them. That's strong. You know, you had mentioned, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, people in there, you know, you're trying to identify this top five and you've got people that are tracking what you're, you know, kind of what you're putting out that, you know, you've used a live dial to get this type of push. You guys are doing all tele now, right? Yep. Almost hundred percent now. Okay. How are you utilizing the live dial? to sell and train and help people sell and train? So the cool thing is 320 has actually been really helpful in this because 320 built this FFL two a days. And so literally all the 320 comes on there, like all, well, not all of most people. So 320 has, you could log on there any time of the day, you can go there at 8 a.m., you can go there at 8 p.m. There's people on there all day. So they have been very helpful in that. And there's breakout rooms, like we break out into breakout rooms and so on our Slack, I'll be like, hey, I'm running appointments at one, two, three, four, five o'clock. Hop on and listen to me. And I'll have agents hop on and run appointments. And when I hire people now and I tell them we're doing phone sales, I, I'm at the point like, dude, you got to help. It's not, an, it's not an option anymore. Like just get on live dials, run them. If you don't want to run in front of a group of people, all right, cool. Let's hop in a breakout room together. Run it in front of me. So the ability to have those breakout rooms and do that one-on-one, -on -one, just kind of listen to their direct conversations and watch me run them, dude. That's it's it's such a big thing, dude. I don't know, I don't know if you could do phone sales without something like this and do it successfully. So, I mean, just having that and having breakout rooms has allowed me to really train better and more intimately, more personally with them, and actually hear them struggle through their appointments. Like sometimes I listen to appointments and it's kind of like cringy. Like I'll just be sitting there like, okay. and it's hard not to talk. It's hard to sit there and just be quiet. I'm like, oh, this is not going to be a sale. You could tell. You just got to sit there and listen. And it, it drives me crazy sometimes. I have to do it and not be able to say anything. But you just let them struggle through it. They get done. All right, let's backtrack. You started off. This is where you went wrong. And it just went downhill from there. So all that stuff, dude, this allowed me to be really, really hands-on with people. Yeah, dude. You're, you're, but, and I love it. You're doing such a great job of still selling at a high level, recruiting, and training. Can you... Because I had someone ask me this earlier today. I was doing another call. And, you know, the breakout between recruiting, like the, with, with live dials and telesales, a lot of times you're here. You're in front of the camera. You got your phone. And you're trying to do stuff with clients. What is your breakdown of selling, recruiting, and training how are you getting that all in? And do you have any intentional time blocks that you're doing? So the cool thing with live dials is selling and training can be in the same thing now. So it's, you, 
you can actually sell clients, have people watching you and you're training at the same time. Mm -hmm. So the beautiful thing is like, do I have to separate selling and training? Uh, not necessarily because if I'm running appointments or watching me, dude, that's, that's great. Cause I'm not role-playing with you. I'm really talking to a live client. You're seeing real stuff. So I haven't necessarily had to break down selling and training separately. It's yeah. like, all right, if you want to train, come on, watch me do it. Watch me struggle. Cause I've, I've been on live dials and I've blown some sales. <laughs> they've seen me struggle. They've seen me get cussed out. Like they've seen me say, I don't want this. So they've seen all that stuff. It's just, it's the real life stuff. So re recruiting again, it's, it's so simple because it's not like you got to go out and do this as simple as like just talking to people. It's just being a really good guy, talking to people, you know, this is what I'm doing. So all those things, like if you really are, if you're serious about it, it will just come naturally as you're just going about your day-to-day -day life. You know, especially if you're working a lot of warm market, just talk to your people. Like don't, Hey, this is what I'm doing, man. How are you? It's just a small talk. And then again, if you are on live dials, you, you are selling and training at the same time. That is the, I will stick to that today. I die. You're going to be selling and training at the same time. So why not? we do trainings on Mondays and Thursdays too 100% we do dedicated trainings but if you're running appointments on live dials all day you're training every single day by just selling people making money and you're having agents watch you do it this is a clinic um, I think the next six months for you are going to be ridiculous you know I think your speak your way you're talking is that of someone who's put in a lot of hours in this place, right? And sometimes you don't see it all happening, but beneath the surface, there's a lot going on and it's just waiting <laughs> to bubble up and burst. And that's what I'm seeing as, you, as you're talking. You might not be able to identify it, maybe you can, but I've seen many people in this position and then what's happened next, so. Uh, kudos to you, Richie, for, for putting in the work um, and continually putting in the work. For you, I listen to you talk. It doesn't sound like work. <laughs> I don't know if you feel that way, but that's... A I, I don't do I literally love... My wife gets mad at me because she thinks I love work too much. <laughs> she'll, 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 she'll make comments like, if you could just work all day, you would. If you wouldn't even come home and see the kids. I'm like, oh, that's not <laughs> But to me, it's just, this is such a fun thing. <laughs> we are, trust me, we've had arguments about it. And it's, we've had some like, it's been some problems, but I'm like, nah, dude, I just, and she's like, because most people hate their jobs. Like the truth is in, in the world we live in today, a lot of people hate their jobs. They hate going to work. I don't like, I, I, I walk into my office, I make phone calls all day. I sit in front of air conditioning. Like it could be worse. I could be out patrolling the streets as a police officer. Right. I could be doing construction in Georgia. It's 145 degrees every day. I could be doing that for a living, but dude, I get to literally just talk to people, help people help with life insurance. So I do, I just love it. And it, it just, if you can get to the point where you love what you do, the chargebacks don't matter. The people that fall off don't matter. Just keep doing what you love. And again, it bubbles up one day. And if it does, it does. It doesn't, it doesn't. Right. I'm just going to keep doing my love. That's so amazing, dude. Well, I appreciate you sharing on our Tri-State Training Day podcast. You are a machine, and I love to watch it. And I'm excited for what's happening. I know what your vision is with Launch Financial, and I'm excited for all the dimensions and everything you guys got going on, man. So keep killing it and keep serving. And it's gonna, it's definitely going to bubble over. 
Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you having me on here. Thank you, Richie. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep liking. We appreciate you. God bless. Thanks, Richie.